podcast hosted by Jacob Levy. Today, we are going to get right into it. We are talking about the growth of soccer in the United States, and I want to pose a question uh, as there's a big round of qualifiers coming up uh, for the United States men's national team this week uh, that will potentially seal their fate, either positively or negatively, about whether or not they will be participating in the World Cup that is happening at the end of this year in Qatar. Now, this last time that the United States men's national team was trying to qualify for the World Cup, things ended rather infamously with the loss to Trinidad and Tobago. Um, It was (laughs) horrendous when you consider the investment financially, the just size of the country alone, and the amount of talent that was in the system at the time. It was a pretty horrendous look. Um, And now, you know, with this opportunity for redemption, I feel like it's necessary to pose this question as if it does feel like soccer is growing in America. Did missing the World Cup in 2018 help or hurt the cause? And while this may seem like uh, an obvious, the World Cup, you need to participate in it for the sport to grow. Um, when you look at what's happened in the four years since that happened, there's been a ton of growth uh, within the United States soccer system as well as just in general for soccer in America. Um, And it's really astounding when you think about the lowest of lows of not even qualifying for the biggest tournament in the world in soccer. Um, And then going from that to what we have now, where the team is basically filled with talent that is not only good enough to play for the American national team, but is good enough to play for many of the top teams in Europe where the competition is really at its highest. And I think it's important to mention that while the women's soccer team has gone on an incredible run here the last 12 or so years and really shown a level of dominance that we haven't seen before in the sport um, in this country, and it's definitely helped the program and it's definitely moved the needle at times, um, but I think on the whole... The competition, the level of competition has not been uh, at a level where it grabs the attention of everyone that is watching. Maybe it does in that moment, right? But does it do it and make you say, I need to keep watching this sport, the sport's growing on me? Or is it really just a chance to, you know, whip out the flag and just like, you know, be patriotic for a bit? But then after that ends, with the women's team, it feels like people just go back to not caring about it. And that's always going to exist regardless of women's or men's in the sport. There's always going to be casual fans. There's always going to be people that really care about it for nationalistic reasons. And when the World Cup comes around, those fans are going to be diehard. They're going to pay attention to every game and they're going to wear their red, white and blue. But then the moment that it's over, you know, that's not their priority anymore. They're not going to say, oh, now I have to go watch the Premier League in England. Oh, now I need to see what's happening with my local MLS team. They're going to say, okay, I'll be back in three, four years when it's time to get cooking again. and It's time to watch the national team play on the biggest stage. And so in that sense, missing the World Cup absolutely hurt the casual fan because that casual fan... um, they just they there was no reason for them to show up and watch the World Cup. And if anything, uh, the you know we were I, I was around for for the World Cup um, in 2018, and I was in Boston, and you know there was people watching it at bars, but it wasn't you know there was nothing to to root for really outside of like if you had 
gambled on something or if you like, you know, had a, a family lineage somewhere or knew someone. Um, but there was no real need to get invested in the tournament. And I think that's really the the key thing is for people to see the game and then want to translate it into being more than just a casual fan. There needs to be that level of investment in the tournament. There needs to be that attachment to the players uh, because now the players are playing in European leagues and now we'll transition this to what's been happening with the players involved in the men's national team. And when you look at it, uh, how many players were in Europe at the time of the last qualifiers and how many players are in Europe now playing for some of the best teams in Europe, one of which won the Champions League last year, the biggest trophy in club competition in Europe. Um, you can see that just from a talent perspective alone, a lot of these hyped up prospects have come to fruition, at least are starting to. Um, and you see that with a Christian Pulisic or with a Weston McKinney. Um, these guys are, are playing prominent roles, starting playing almost every week for some of the best teams in Europe, teams that are consistently involved in the biggest competitions for the biggest trophies. And that's huge. You know, like that cannot, the importance of that really cannot be overstated because, you know, let's say um, you're a kid, right? And you're growing up and you see the World Cup is on and you, you're playing soccer on the side, like with school or something like that. And um, you like playing the game but you've never really had a reason to to follow it on TV. You know, you see Christian Pulisic or you see Weston McKinney or Serginho Dest and uh, you see those guys going off in, in, cl- in international competition and it makes you want to pay attention to what they're doing after the international competition is over. So the qualifying for the World Cup is of tremendous importance and that really is coming to a peak right now as uh, the United States men's national team is going to be taking on Mexico um, on Thursday night of this week. And, you know, that game is extremely important, uh, both uh, in the grand scheme of things and also just in the sense of qualifying for the World Cup this time around. Um, the United States, they've the, it's been an up and down qualifiers for them. They really haven't you know, they've had moments of brilliance, but on a whole, they really have not looked overly impressive. Um, and there's a lot of pressure on the coach, Greg Berhalter, to really start to to get things around, turned around. And, and, you know, when you look at how great these players are overseas, it doesn't make sense that the team isn't as good as it should be um, here. And, you know, one of the big things, in my opinion, that needs to change is um, there needs to be more influence from European coaching on these American teams. And, um, you know, they, they tried that at one point with Jurgen Klinsmann um, in 2014. And, you know, it definitely was far from perfect, but that was a United States men's national team that qualified for the World Cup and was highly competitive in it. And when they ended up losing to Belgium, um, they competed that whole game. And it was a very... Uh, back and forth game that, you know, they were at times hanging on for dear life. But at the same time, you know, that game went to extra time. There was reason to keep watching. There was reason to get invested. And, you know, going back to that investment, that's a huge part of this. So now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, You know, it's time to see who's going to qualify and who's not. And uh, the United States needs these games. They need them. Um, 
there's really no if, ands, or but about it. They need to come away with points from these games. And you have your biggest rival, Mexico, staring you right in the face on the road in Mexico at Estadio Azteca on Thursday. And, you know, this is a Mexican national team that the United States really dominated this past year. They beat them three times, all in pretty, you know, important matches, uh, two cup finals and one qualifier for the World Cup. And, you know, when it comes down to it, these are the games where the talent needs to show up for you. And Mexico is a very talented team. And, you know, it, it'd be silly to overlook them from a talent standpoint. But, you know, this moment is is what the United States national team has been building for for the last four years. It's about saying, you know, we we recognize what happened four years ago and we're here to make amends for that. We're here to show everyone both in our country and on the entire soccer global stage that this team is worth paying attention to, that these players are worth the time of all those top clubs in Europe and that, you know, we're going to put a representative product on the field that's going to grab the attention of the American public. And come time for the 2022 World Cup at the end of this year, you know, we want to be the ones that make everyone want to watch. We want to we want to be that team that goes on that run, you know, and I think that's an extremely important thing. Um, it really can't be overstated as to the growth of soccer in the country. And again, I think it's a very important representation of how much soccer has changed in this country since the United States did not qualify in 2018. And if you really, if you analyze it and you really look at what's changed, the number one thing is, is the talent and the development of the young players. And they have a, they have a, a persona, they have a, a face in the biggest stages of the game. And that's something that's never really happened to this country before in that sport. And so, you know, the power of sports bringing a country together, even if just for a month, you know, this is their moment to really do that and really be that, that notion of change, not just for this specific national team cycle and this specific World Cup cycle, but for, you know, the next generation of, of kids watching at home that are playing soccer and are, you know, they're also playing basketball or they're also playing football or they're also playing, you know, whatever game, baseball, hockey, lacrosse. And, you know, this is their moment to say, you know, to all those kids at home that this game is worth their time because one day you could be like Christian Pulisic or one day you could be like Weston McKinney. And um, those moments are extremely powerful in sports. And I'll just wrap up this pod by just saying that um, the importance of these games coming up this next week, starting with Mexico, they really can't be overstated. And um, maybe we'll do a review pod after the game. I'm no soccer expert, but I'm happy to rip them apart if they lose. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening. It's been another episode of Today in Sports. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the warm comments and um, all the love that I got after posting the first pod. And do not worry. We have plenty more coming down the road for you. going to have my friend Ari Kornreich on coming up to talk about the Deshaun Watson situation as well as potentially some basketball stuff as well. So thank you. 
Hope everyone has a great day, great week, and let's go U.S. Vamanos. <laughs>